0: Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Right the Wrong from Chaos and Disorder, recorded October 1993 at Paisley Park. And then there was a little bit more kind of um, recording later in 1993 with the, the horns um and then there was some re-recording and remixing done at the south beach studios in miami florida uh in 1996 on the track we have prince michael b sonny t tommy bogarella mr hayes so that is one two three keyboard players in the band uh along with the mpg horns the track itself is four minutes 38 and uh joining me to talk about it today is elliot wallace hello elliot
1: hey darren how are you feeling how you feeling how you feeling (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i said that but i just uh yeah how are you
0: I'm doing well. I, I mean, I, it's really weird because um, a lot of the songs on Chaos and Disorder, they have a kind of rock flavor. Right. Um, you know, like the album itself feels like Prince, um, you know, along with um, Michael B and Sonny T, you know, he'd done, he done the project The Undertaker and then abandoned it. Um, but that was just the three of them kind of just jamming. Um, mm. And this kind of feels in that similar vein. Right. Uh, obviously, with it being recorded in 1993, you know, it, it, it kind of fits that same time period. Um, but, you know, it, then there's kind of additional production that kind of makes it feel slightly less rocky. Um, if that makes any sense. Like
1: Are you familiar with the band Fishbone?
0: I am very familiar with the band Fishbone, yes I am.
1: Yeah, when I was listening to this uh and I write therefore I am, when I was listening to these songs, Fishbone kind of seemed like a a good uh marker for what I you know, the music. It had a lot of like the rock and hard rock sound, especially Fishbone around this time in the early nineties, like late eighty, early nineties, when there were not just like a regular ska band but incorporating a lot a little bit more punk and a little bit more metal and a lot harder rock yeah um so when i think of this especially with right the wrong it definitely has a lot of that rock fishbone kind of sound but it also kind of leads a little into gospel too and i think gospel kind of like as a, a form of it
0: yeah now that is towards the end that is kind of that's kind of where it ends up going doesn't it um uh, yeah. which which is something else we can get into later on. But, yeah, th- that's the thing that kind of confused me a little because, obviously, there is a very... Yeah, and I could understand, you know, uh, you know Give a Monkey a Brain, Swear is the center of the Universe, Fishbone. This certainly sounds like that, um, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of the tracks, like I said, they're very rocky, but then we also have the horns on this on Right the Wrong as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, we have this, this kind of introduction <laughs> where <laughs> Prince kind of does this this I don't know I don't know how to describe it but it's almost kind of like him doing like a hillbilly voice um like he uh. he, he's, he kind of he kind of he says this in a way that has a weird accent um that yeah. isn't that isn't kind of like Minnesota nice and it isn't kind of prince's normal voice and it also isn't the the kind of rapper persona that Prince had kind of done on say pussy control um or kind of a couple of earlier songs it's this it's this weird thing where he's kind of talk singing um, and we kind of, we get this kind of, you know, it opens up with a kind of very loud introduction. Um, you know, the song is kind of based on, on a kind of a, a kind of a guitar riff. Uh, and then you have Prince saying, when she was young, he used to tell her that these hills belonged to her still. And even though injustice mm-hmm. took them hills away, uh, one day we'll get them back, he said. And the sun's going sun's gonna to shine that day mm-hmm. when we say, right the, <laughs> right the wrong. Right the wrong. Yeah. Um so obviously a song you know that's talking about um, possibly slavery possibly you know the you know the whole settlement the uh, you know
1: Well this one I the the first line is an Indian woman buried her grandpa in the Black Hills uh, I think the Black Hills specifically I have to double check is a location in California but it, I think this is uh, explicitly uh, connected with like Native American. Actually, it's in Wyoming, but, or South Dakota, Wyoming. Yeah. It's on the, it's on the west coast of America. It's uh, related to like the Native American uh, experience of having the land taken away. So that's where I was kind of drawing from. Yeah. Um, I, I if, if you see, Slavery, I can definitely see that too, yeah. but my point of reference was definitely Native American. And especially when it was talking about righting the wrong, writing the injustice of having their land um, stolen from them and the uh centuries of oppression uh there too. And you know, the fight uh to take that back if from the last line of the uh what the grandfather says of uh and the sun's gonna shine that day when we say right wrong. the wrong. Yeah. So yeah, that was Yeah, no, that was like where I was uh, coming from, from like the perspective for the song.
0: Yeah, I feel there's that. At least the opening. Yeah, I was going to say also when we get to the end where we have the kind of gospel ending, it feels maybe that there's a a little bit of the kind of, uh, you know, the 40 acres and maybe kind of reclaiming the land that way. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this, you know, obviously this is, that's just something that maybe I've kind of read into, probably from watching way too many Spike Lee films around this time of when this album (laughs) came out. That's probably something that was kind of. Um, in my mind but yeah no i guess yeah the opening itself kind of does make more sense as in terms of like native americans um you know and uh, obviously the whole you know before she laid him down to rest uh, which is where prince starts singing um she heard his voice in the wilderness which prince kind of makes rhyme with rest which i think is uh interesting <laughs> saying i got six feet of it back and now we can right the wrong um and then, of course, we get the chorus, which is, write the wrong, yeah. hear the song, won't be long before you hear nothing but the crackle of flames. And I'm not quite sure what Prince is saying with that. Maybe he's thinking of burning some people's houses down.
1: Yeah, go, going to hell for not writing uh, the wrong of injustice.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, I never, I'd never really thought of it like that. But then, you know, I'm not a, a religious person's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, you know, other than, you know, 13 years of Catholic school um you know uh, right the wrong hear the song would you rather die knowing that you did or keep living in shame <laughs> so um prince kind of making it very clear that uh, if you do not join the movement that he is starting in this song um then yeah. you should be you feel you should feel ashamed of yourself and then we get this did you hear the one about the boy just 17 three years of hard time <laughs> for stealing ice cream uh first offense and all his dreams are gone how long before they right the wrong? And I think mm. it's maybe that verse that makes me think that this is something about, um, you know, how, uh, you know, African-Americans are treated and, you know, kind of the legacy of, of slavery. Um, you know, because, you know, this, that feels like, obviously, that's a... Uh, To me, that doesn't feel like that's something that's happening to Native Americans, uh, um, even though, you know, they've suffered the injustice of losing their land.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I will I will say that, you know, with police brutality and police uh, mistreatment, it also does extend a lot to uh, Native Americans. um, And uh, I mean, most brown and black people in America, but definitely Native Americans, too. But I think in that situation on that verse, it definitely feels like it is related a little bit more to uh, like a black experience but you know that's one way to read it i I, I when I was looking at it, it it it's very much like a political protest kind of song in the vein of um, of sign of the time yeah where he is taking kind of a, a, a bunch of disparate things of talking about politics and bringing it together so I think he can go from talking about um, the situation that Native Americans were are facing and also the, mo- the regular injustice that people, that black and y- young people are facing to and saying that there is something structurally wrong. So, yeah, it all kind of wraps together.
0: I guess, you know, it, it is interesting because obviously, you know, this feels like that it is a song that's about kind of systemic injustice. Yeah. Um, you know, and Prince doesn't offer any idea of how no. to write that wrong. <laughs> he just insists that the wrong must be righted. Um, yeah. You know, although at the same time, you know, three years hard time for stealing ice cream, uh, you know, with good behavior, that comes down to 18 months. So, you know, not as, not as terrible, Prince. Come on. You know, he could have made a deal. He could have made a deal and got maybe nine months for it. Um, but yeah. And, you know, when we get, we get the kind of chorus again. Um, and (laughs) we get Prince kind of talk singing again, but kind of more talking than singing where he says, far be it from me to say, uh, it would seem like we could stop the flow of snow in the sky today. Mm. Uh, but I guess the weatherman, he
1: likes the rain. Ain't it insane? Mm. Now sing. (laughs) Then we go back to the chorus. I was going to say, it kind of reflects uh, the problem of, uh, systemic injustice because, you know, I mean, saying the weatherman controls the weather, whatever there, but but <laughs> using it as a metaphor of there are people who just want to let this continue, these bad things to continue to happen, and they don't see any reason to change it.
0: Um, I mean, I do, I do kind of like that whole, you know, the weatherman. He likes the rain. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it does remind me a little bit of the Nicolas Cage film, The Weatherman, um, where he plays he plays this weatherman. Uh, unsurprisingly Um, (laughs) it also features Michael Caine as his father with the with the world's least convincing American accent Um, and Nicolas Cage bemoans the fact that as a weatherman people blame him for bad weather and so he's he's always getting things thrown at him on the street Um, like people's sandwiches you know like there's one scene where he gets like a burrito thrown at his head and you know stuff like that um, but that you know he solves all this by um, getting a bow and arrow, and then he walks around the street with a loaded, bow, like with a loaded crossbow on his back, and then apparently people stop throwing things at him.
1: That but, makes sense. That makes sense.
0: The, but the idea that people would hate the weatherman for telling them basically what the weather is—first of all, that seems like a misguided premise for that film. Uh, but also, like this idea that the weatherman likes the rain—it's like I don't. I, Like, I don't think that's strictly speaking true. Right. Uh, But at the same time, this comes after, you know, we could stop the flow of snow in the sky today. Uh, Which, you know, if you are talking about kind of Native Americans, maybe that calls, you know, to the idea of like the rain dance. And, you know, Mm. maybe, maybe, maybe the, the, you know, the Native Americans once had control over the weather, but now it's been taken away from them by the weatherman. Um so I guess this is just a fancy way of saying damn the man.
1: Yeah and I, I, yeah I think so. I think I think just using snow as a, a metaphor of bad of of the injustice uh and the problems in the world more so than just specifically about Native Americans and rain dance. I didn't even think about that. Um Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought of it more of just kind of like a global kind of uh Meaning, I
0: mean, you know, this could be Prince, ad, you know, kind of talking about global warming and stuff, but no, that too, uh, you know, I, I don't think that's probably that likely, but no. <laughs> uh, you know, and we're going to get the chorus one more time uh, before we then turn into a gospel song, <laughs> um, kind of um, out of nowhere. Um, you, you kind of you kind of have the the kind of um, you know a little bit of a breakdown, and then you know Prince starts singing right the wrong, right the wrong. Um, but there is a kind of, does the, the kind of the clapping comes in, like the kind of the clapping on the beat mm-hmm. of the uh, to the words right, the wrong, right, the wrong. And it's just kind of over and over and over. And it kind of, yeah. it does kind of start to, it's, if you're listening, if you were to just play that part of the song and play you know, the introduction of the song, you wouldn't think they were the same song other than the words right, the wrong, because it kind of, you know, the production similar, but it kind of takes a turn into, like we said, kind of almost being this kind of gospel song. Yeah. Um, kind of out of nowhere. And then towards the end, we have this ashes to ashes, dust to dust, this young man died with a talented soul, died when he wanted to, that life that life he lives, so he shall not be pitied, nor shall he be forgiven, until they find it in their hearts to right the wrong. And that's where the song kind of ends. Um, hmm. And uh, for me, I always hear the opening chords of Xanalee, <laughs> uh, like straight away um coming in because like whenever i used to listen to it on cassette it was like it immediately kind of went into that song you kind of get this weird thing where the production kind of gets a bit more chaotic uh, and then we kind of get the breakdown towards the end and and, you know you just then hear you know until they find it in their hearts to right the wrong is kind of uh, you know the end of the song and as always i love a song that finishes with the title of the song <laughs> just so and i think the fact that the fact that they'd said it like 50 times before this you're never going to forget what the what the, the title of this song is because yeah. they just repeat it so often yeah but yeah so i mean you know it's an interesting song because obviously the fact that we have both you know got such slightly different interpretations of what the lyrics could be about yeah um i you know i think it's kind of the fact that prince has I mean, you know, in the past, princes when he's got political. Sometimes he gets a bit too specific. But with something like "Sign of the Times," you know, he has specific examples. But the overall message is kind of a little bit more vague. And I think that's similar here, where he has yeah. a few kind of specific examples, but the chorus itself isn't isn't being very specific, and so it kind of still leaves things a bit vague. So there is still a, a certain level of interpretation in the, in the lyrics. Um, you know, as a listener, you can kind of um, you can kind of kind of you know hear different things, uh, which, you know, I think is always a sign of a good song, you know, to be able to interpret what's being put down in slightly different ways. You know, I'd never thought of Crackle of Frames as, you know, hell. Uh, I'd always thought of that maybe as, you know, burning crosses, Mm. you know. So, you know, obviously there are various different things that probably be applied to this song. Um, though, whether or not Prince meant for any of them to be applied, <laughs> you know, is, you know, another story maybe, you know, but yeah, um, it's interesting as well that, you know, obviously there was only one single released from this album, which was Dinner with Dolores uh, and on the single, the B-side was Had You, um, but on the CD, the, the B-side, you know, was Had You, but then also Right the Wrong was on there. Um, so I think, you know, it's kind of interesting that Prince picked this as, you know, one of the B-sides um you know for the only single off this album right you know i i think i just i think that's kind of interesting that, that this is this is one of the songs that ef- effectively he felt uh was worth <laughs> kind of promoting along with dinner with dolores yeah um you know and i think the thing is obviously if prince had been more in you know had been more into the promotion of this album uh, maybe people would have been able to interview him and kind of um, kind of maybe ask him about the meaning of the song a little yeah, absolutely. for me personally I would have to say um, I would have to say maybe I mean I don't like to do this but a 3.5 out of 5 I don't think I can give it a 4 out of 5 just because I feel like um, you know, uh, I mean, particularly the way this album works, it feels like the song doesn't really have a start, it kind of merges from the previous song. And like I said, I always hear the chords of Xanali straight hmm. at the end of this. And I think that's something that's kind of true of a lot of songs on Chaos and Disorder, they all kind of merge into each other a little bit because the production is kind of very similar, yeah. And you know, to be honest with me, kind of the pace and the tempo of most of the songs is. Is kind of roughly the same. Mm. Um, you know, this is an album where I would say, aside from like Dinner with Dolores and Had You, all the other songs kind of are roughly in the same mode. Um, and it kind of makes things a little bit samey. Right. But, you know, I, I mean, maybe at a push, I would say four out of five, because I do kind of enjoy, um, I mean, particularly the intro bit where it has the kind of, um, I mean, they almost sound like kind of flutes, don't they, that kind of underneath the kind of the introduction when he's kind of, I, you know doing the, the kind of the spoken introduction yeah you know so there's some there's some interesting stuff and, and i do love the kind of you know the, the clap along at the end yeah it? It Kind it of turns into just right the wrong over and over again i think that's something that prince you know he's had a little gospel things here and there but i don't think he's ever really outright done like a full-on kind of produced gospel song um and you know occasionally he's had a quiet you know he's had the sounds of blackness on the odd song here and there mm.
1: um
0: but i just don't feel he's ever really embraced that so we, we only kind of get a tiny little bit of what a prince gospel song would be
1: like right i have to give it a 3.5 as well um yeah you know it's one of those it's, it kind of just kind of goes through me you know unless i was hearing it like for this i probably wouldn't like really seek it out but you know it was kind of hard to find these songs online too um yeah yeah but it kind of goes kind of goes through me as a song it doesn't really like have too much of an impact but you know it's 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 still a good song it's just not too much outside of that
0: you know a lot of stuff on this album is kind of you know the kind of um the the kind of extra production that prince did um at south beach studios i feel kind of flattened out a lot of the songs and kind of made them sound very samey yeah and I think that's that's something that this particular song is kind of very guilty of. Of You know, it sounds quite a bit like, um, you know, Same December. And it sounds quite a lot like Xanalee. <laughs> so, you know, that little run of three songs, it's kind of hard to make out where one ends and one starts. You know, any time I listened to it on when I had the, you know, the album on cassette, I can almost remember just listening to those three songs all as one. And if you'd asked me, you know, which one was the Same December or Right the Wrong or Xanalee, I'd be hard pressed to pick out, out those three because they they kind of all sound like they're part of one big song. Yeah. Um Prince obviously never performed any of these songs live aside from Dinner with Dolores on um David Letman. Um, you know, he never you know, this is an album that you know, he put contractual obligation on you know in big letters. You know, they're not available to find online because you know, the stuff that has the symbol name is just not available online, you know, mm. the, the same with this and Gold Experience. They're out of print. And uh, and they're just not really available. Uh, p- when when Prince came to kind of collect his back catalog later on, when he he started putting stuff online and, and you know stuff like that, he kind of seems to have deliberately left off chaos and disorder and gold experiences, probably because you know it's an unhappy time in Prince's life. Right. Emancipation was obviously the album that he was building up to. Um, you know, so when we're talking like the twelfth of June, nineteen ninety six, um, you know, this particular point, you you know, we're very close to. Um, you know prince releasing better by golly Ware, which came out in the december so you know you're less than 6 months away from you know emancipation being released um, as an album which you know came out in the november of 1996 so you know this is kind of the last vestiges of, of prince working with warner brothers here I feel like we said as much as can be said about right the wrong, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug?
1: You can find me on Twitter at EHWallace, and you can also find my Instagram on weight loss, or my attempts to, at the Elliot Wallace.
0: Great stuff. You can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Elliot.
1: Thank you, thank you very much.
0: And otherwise, right the wrong. Indeed.